0: the 10th chapter of Hilchas Malva Voleva, the law of a lender and borrower. In this chapter, we will conclude the discussion which, be, which we began in Perek Dalit of the laws of interest. This Perek contains five halachas. Perek Asiri, the 10th chapter, halacha Aleph. In this and the next few halachas, the Rambam will discuss the prohibition of saw the saw, a saw meaning a measurement of grain or some other produce and one person lends another a saw with the understanding that the other one will pay him back with a saw. He lends him wheat and he expects to be paid back wheat. This is prohibited by rabbinic ordinance and the reason is that since the price of wheat fluctuates... Reuben might lend Shimon wheat, a saw of wheat, and later on, the price of wheat will rise. When Shimon pays back Reuben wheat, it's not the same wheat that he borrowed, so to speak. It's wheat which is more valuable. And since Reuben is receiving something of more valuable, of more value, it is as if he is receiving interest. Therefore, it is prohibited by rabbinic decree. However, just as we mentioned in, in yesterday's pedic, that in some cases, replying to buying and selling, when a person buys something with the understanding that the produce will be delivered at a later date nevertheless under some conditions it could be allowed as we explained there so too in the prohibition of borrowing saw basar under some conditions it is allowed as the Rambam now explains just that is as it is permissible to sell grain based on the present market value, which as we explained in Perek Tes, Halacha Aleph, that if, Reuben agrees to sell to Shimon based on the present market value. That even though it's going to be delivered later, it is still allowed. That since there is a present market value, as soon as Shimon gives Reuben the money, Reuben is not bound to buy the grain later and then worry that he's going to have to pay back more and come to a prohibition of interest. Right now, Reuben can buy this grain immediately since there is a set market value. And since right now he is capable of buying it, it is not called interest. Since... And the the basis of this leniency is that since there is a present market value, he could buy it anywhere, just as it is in the case of sale. As we mentioned there, so too it is permissible to borrow fruit or produce without specifying that you're going to pay back the monetary value of this produce. you can pay back with a similar amount of produce. Blake man, as long as no time period has been established, Al Shar basing the, the the payment value on the present market value. how is this? Shark Vu of If both parties new the presently established market value the Lova eser and one person borrowed from another an amount of ten saw. So. He is required to return him tensaw so. hukru even though now the price of wheat has gone up, and it appears that now that he is paying him back ten saw, so, it appears that he is paying him back interest, since it now it has a, a greater market value. Why is this allowed? At the moment he borrowed, the market value was well known. And should he have wanted to, the borrower would have been allowed to purchase grain with the money, other grain, and return the grain at the present, at that market value, at that time. Because there was no time specified for this loan. He did not have to hold on to it for a certain period of time and return it later. He could have returned it right away. And since at that moment it was within his capability of doing so, that even though normally we expect he would hold on to it for a while, since it's only a rabbinic prohibition and he did have the ability to pay it back without coming to a prohibition of interest, it is allowed. Halakha base. Here the Rambam will explain that even if there is no set market value, so we would say it would not be possible for him to pay back immediately, nevertheless, if he already has some of that species of produce that he could use to pay back, it is nevertheless allowed. If the borrower has some of that same type of produce that he borrowed, he is allowed to borrow produce stam without specifying he's going to pay back the value, and he can pay him back in the same way as long as no time period has been established. And this is true even though the market value has not yet been determined that in the, when the market value was determined, that would be sufficient, because he could always get the produce somewhere else, at the, right after he borrowed it. So, too, over here in Allah's base, it's even better. Since he has the produce within his possession, he could simply pay him back immediately with produce. And therefore, there, there is no prohibition. And furthermore, Bafi luhoyus bilvad, leva kamasoin. Furthermore, even if he has only one saw of produce already, he can borrow even many different saw. because we look at things in the following way. He has one saw, and now he's borrowing, let's say, ten. We look at it not like he's borrowing ten, and therefore does not have another ten to pay him back. We look at it as if he borrows first one saw out of the ten. So now he had originally one, and now he has one additional saw that he borrowed. There's another nine that he wishes to borrow. But now he has two. He can borrow another two out of that nine. And now he can borrow that two because he has anyway another two that he could use to pay back. Now he has four. And now there... So he has altogether, out of his four saw, three which, additionally belong, uh, which initially belonged to the lender. Now he has four. He can borrow another four. He wishes... So he have the entire seven which were remaining there. He has four, he can take another four from the lender. And now he will have eight. Seven which were originally the lenders and one of his. So now he can borrow the remaining three and he will have a total of eleven saw. And we are lenient in this, in this respect to allow him to split it up in such a form that since it was only a rabbinic prohibition saw besaw, not one minateda, our sages were lenient as the Magi Mishnah explains. And furthermore, if, Even if he had only one drop of oil, or one drop of wine, He is allowed to borrow, based on this one drop, many barrels of wine or oil. In the same way, because first he'll borrow one drop, now he has two drops. Well then, will will have him borrow two drops, he'll have four, and so on, until he can build himself up to many barrels of wine or oil. However, but if he has nothing whatsoever, not even one drop of that type of produce, and the market value has not yet been determined, or it has already been determined, but they do not know it. This is prohibited by rabbinic decree to borrow one saw with the intention of paying back another. The Bashara so too with any other produce aside from wheat, which has a fluctuating value, one is not allowed to borrow them unless they are converted to money. If one wishes to borrow a saw of wheat, one must borrow the amount of money based for this saw. In other words, if the saw is selling for five dollars, then he borrows not a saw of wheat. When he borrows the saw of wheat, it is understood that he is borrowing five dollars. If later on the wheat should double in price, and it cost $10 for a saw, then he will not pay back the saw, which is now worth $10. He'll only have to pay back half for saw. Because it was, it was made and transformed into money, and therefore, no matter what, the market price should fluctuate. He will still not end up paying back interest. Now, let's say he did not do so. also Let's say he did borrow, without having transformed it into money. But who's loo, and it, later on it decreased in price. It went down. In this case, Master Le Perez Kamidisha Lava Kamishko. He can return the amount he borrowed either according to its measurement or its weight as should be appropriate for that particular object. However, if the imhuka should it have become more expensive, then he is not allowed to return the exact amount because it would be interest. And therefore, neitul damim shahayushabim b'shas halva. He only returns the amount that it was worth at the time of borrowing. In other words, even if it was not explicitly converted to money, we nevertheless convert it to money to avoid running into this interest by rabbinic prohibition. And afafi min and even if he had all of these leniencies he has some of the, that same species in his possession and it, or the market price was already established Nevertheless, he is prohibited from borrowing produce with the attempt of paying back produce for a specific time period. Rather, he can borrow it without any specifications and then pay it back any time he wishes. And it is prohibited even if he has these leniencies that, that it, we already have the market value and he has something now to pay back, that, that if a certain time period would be determined, that he could not discharge his loan obligation earlier, this makes it appear as if the lender is depending and, and hoping that the market value will rise and it will be paid back at the higher market value and it appears like a situation of interest. And therefore it is prohibited under this rabbinic prohibition of saw-b-saw. One person is not allowed to tell another, Lend me one kur, a certain amount of wheat, and I will return to you a kur at the time of gaiden, at the time of threshing, when all the grain is brought into the threshing floor, and the wheat is separated from the chaff that since he's promising to return it at a later time, we are worried about this prohibition of saw saw that perhaps the price of wheat will increase at that time, and although he borrowed wheat and is returning wheat, the wheat he is now returning is worth more than that which he borrowed, and therefore it is interest by rabbinic decree. However, he is allowed to say, Halveni Lend me until my son comes. Or until I find the key. That as long as he himself has the wheat. Just he cannot get to it until his son returns or until he finds the key. In this case, since it is within his possession, he is allowed to borrow saw kvu. If someone borrowed produce for a specific amount of time, which he was not allowed to do, as we mentioned in Base, the prohibition of Saur But nevertheless, he did it. Im Huzlu, if the produce should decrease in price, and now he would be paying back less than he borrowed, Machser le'peyres bisman shakava. He returns the, the produce back according to its value at the time that they established. In other words, just as he borrowed produce, he can return produce. However, if the produce increased in value, He returns to him the amount of money that the produce was worth at the time that he borrowed. As we mentioned in Halakha Base, also, that since it would be prohibited, since he would be paying interest, that now the produce is worth more money, therefore, we, we do later on what he should have done originally. He should have set up this loan based on the amount of money the produce is worth. Then he would pay back the similar amount of money later. It would, be not be, it would not be interest. In this case, even though he did not do so, we nevertheless do this after the fact, and he returns according to the amount that he borrowed, not according to its worth at the present time. Halacha This halacha will deal with a similar case of saw saw in the case of arisus. An aris is a tenant farmer who works the field which belongs to someone else and as his payment for his work he takes a certain percentage, a third or so forth out of the produce of the field. The question we are dealing with here is who is providing the original amount of wheat seed which will be used to seed the field? And would it be permissible for the owner of the field to lend the oris, the tenant farmer with the understanding that he will be paid back a similar amount of wheat? Or is this prohibited because of the law of saw saw now, if the tenant farmer has not yet begun to work, and before he does so, the owner lends the tenant farmer these seeds with the understanding that if we will pay him back later, this is not really called a loan even. It is as if the tenant farmer has agreed that when he harvests the wheat from the field, instead of taking a third, he will take a third minus one quart, or whatever amount of seeds we're speaking about over here. So if he lends him one quart of seeds the tenant farmer will get back one-third minus a cord. This is not called lending him a cord and then having him pay back a cord. This is simply a, a change of the stipulation of the condition that this tenant farmer makes. The, any agreement which they wish can be made. And here he agrees to take back a lesser amount of the seeds, since he will be, in exchange for having been given the seeds to begin with, to save him the trouble of providing his own. In addition, that Ambam will say that even after the tenant farmer has started working, we still might have a, we still have a leniency for lending him seeds. And this will be in a case that legally the owner could remove this tenant farmer from the field, such as a case when the tenant farmer had the responsibility of providing the seeds. Since, if the tenant farmer does not provide the seeds. And the, uh, the owner can therefore remove him. Should the owner now wish to lend him the seeds with the understanding that he will be paid back seeds, this is again not called saw by saw. Why? Because since right now the owner can remove the oris from the field, it's as if that now the oris, in order to avoid being removed from the field, is making a new agreement. Instead of taking a third, for example, of the produce, he will take one third minus a certain amount of wheat. And since any stipulation is allowable in the case of an aris, this stipulation is also binding. However, should we not have any of these leniencies, the, the owner would be unable to remove him from the field. And it, is, uh, and it is before the time of harvest, before he has yet started to work and go into the field. In these cases, it would be like a regular law of sov basov. Halachahei. Mal es lazera. A person is allowed to lend his tenant farmer, his oris wheat, with the intention of being paid back wheat if he does it with the intention of planting the field. He is allowed to do so and does not have to worry about the rabbinic prohibition of saw basaw, worrying that the price of wheat will increase. And this applies whether it's before the tenant farmer went to work in the field or even after he went to work in the field this, that it works before he went to work in the field, we understand, because since he has not yet started to work, it's as if the stipulation is being made that he will be paid back one-third, for example, minus the amount stipulated. But what about after he went into the field? When does this apply that even after he went to work on the field? Nevertheless, he can be lent wheat. That's only in a place where the custom is, in this locale, that the oris, the tenant farmer, has the responsibility of providing the seeds. Because it is within the ability of the owner To remove this farmer from the field As long as he has not provided the seeds The custom is that the artist provides the seeds Should he not do so The owner can forcibly remove him from from the premises Since he is causing a loss Not only to himself But to the owner of the field And since he can be legally removed from the field Should now he decide to lend To give him a certain amount of wheat for seed, and it will be subtracted later out, later on, from the amount he would normally get. It's not called lending him chitim mechitim. This is a stipulation he's making on his portion of, of his wages, meaning the percentage of the crop he will take from the field. He is decreasing from it in order that he should be able to stay in the field. Therefore, it's not considered a loan, and it's not prohibited by this rabbinic prohibition of so saw but in a place where the custom is that the Balakarka, the owner of owner of the field provides the seeds. In such a case it's his responsibility, the owner's responsibility. And Adaiin La Yorita Odris if the tenant farmer has not yet entered the field, as long as he has not yet gone in, he is allowed to lend him because since he has not yet entered the field, the owner has the ability of removing him. And nimsa be'es she'yared It turns out at the time that this farmer went into the field, yared al He's going in with the understanding that he's going to have to return the wheat that he borrowed. And therefore it's not called a loan. It's his understanding he's going to have to give this back. And he is willingly subtracting it from his wages. Therefore it's not called a loan. Otherwise he will not get any wages at all. So this way he will agree to subtract, to take a, a, a smaller part, a smaller percent, of the produce of the field in order to be able to go there. But if it's a case where the custom is that the owner provides the seed and the tenant farmer has already started working the field, since at that time the owner is, is not able to remove him. This tenant farmer is just like anybody else. It's prohibited to lend him wheat with the intention of being paid back wheat, even for the purposes of planting. So then, the only way to lend him seeds would be to lend it to him, without specifying a time for repayment, and basing it on the market price. That should the market price fluctuate, the amount of wheat he will have to return will also change according, to reflect the change in market value. The reason the Rambam mentions in this halacha that he is lending him wheat for wheat for the sake of seeding is that the Mishnah the Rambam bases this halacha on says that the only time this is allowed is if you're lending it to him for the purpose of seeding the field. The Mishnah says you're not allowed to lend it to him for the sake of eating because then again it's like any law of saw Basaw, since it is unrelated to the actual working of the field as it would be in the case of seeding the field. Allah if one person is collecting his loan from another, for Amar he tells the borrower, Ten give me back my money, sh'ani rates alikach chitim, because I wish to purchase wheat. the borrower answers him, I'll tell you what, don't take the money from me. I will convert this this debt to wheat. So Amar he says... To convert this money that I owe you into wheat according to the present market value. And therefore it's as if you lent me wheat and I owe you wheat. Let's say, for example, Reuven lent Shimon one sellar. And now he comes to collect the cellar. And Shimon answers him that I want, you want wheat. Now the price is four saw of wheat for one cellar. I no longer owe you one cellar. I owe you four saw worth of wheat. So the Rambam says, If Shimon does have the amount of wheat to correspond to the money he owes, in other words, if he borrowed a seller, and now the market price is foresaw, and he does have foresaw within his possession, it's permitted, because there's no interest over here. Immediately today, at the time he converts this debt to, from a debt of money to a debt of wheat, he could pay it back today, and there's no interest involved whatsoever. However, similar to what we discussed at the beginning of the paddock, and the beginning of paddock tasks, that if the person has the produce at hand, since he could pay it back immediately, it would be permitted. However, if he does not have this type of produce in a sufficient amount to pay it immediately, it is prohibited because of interest. And this is in spite of the fact that in the case of sale, we say it is allowed. As long as Yotz Ashar, the market value, has been determined, we say that even though he might not have at the present time, any of this produce, since the market value is determined, if he doesn't have, somebody else has. So he could buy from somebody else and return it. Nevertheless, that is only when we start off with a case of wheat, and he is repaying wheat. Oh, but over here, since we start off with money, and now we're converting it to wheat, it's prohibited. Why? The only sages said that one is allowed to Determine this market value based on the uh, to determine the repayment based on the market value. Even though the person does not have any of that type of produce, except in the case we mentioned at the beginning of Perek Taz, where the person is now giving money in order to buy to buy produce. That one person is giving another one money with the understanding he's going to get back produce later, and he's not. Giving giving him the produce. He could give the, back the produce now also, but he's allowed to give it back later, even though the market value might fluctuate. That's because since now, the market value is determined, even though he might not have the produce readily available, he could get it from someone else. And the fact that he's going to return it later, at the time the market value has fluctuated, this does not make it interest. He, if he wanted to, he could have paid it back right away. And that's the only case our sages allowed it. But a person who wants to convert his loan of money into into produce, for him, it's forbidden him, for him until he actually has the produce. And the reasoning behind this is straightforward. The only case our sages allowed it in the case of Pesach al in the beginning of, of Patek is because since he has now received the money although he might not have the produce he has the money and he could get the produce from someone else because the market value has been determined. But over here this person already owes the money. If he had the money to pay back he would pay back the money. Why does he want to convert it to wheat into a loan of wheat only in order to, to come and soothe the person that he owes the money to, then now he will owe him wheat, instead of owing him money. But he does now, now, even though the market value has been determined, he does not have the choice of buying it from someone else. He may lose Lazare, because he doesn't have any money either. Not that he has the produce, and not that he has the money. So what does it help him that the market value is determined? And he would be able, if he had the money, to buy from someone else. He doesn't have any money anyway. So as far as he is concerned, it's just as if the market value has been determined. Since he has no money, and no produce, it's as if for him, produce is unavailable. And therefore, it is considered like any other case where the market value is not determined, and therefore it's prohibited because of our rabbinic decree of saw Let's say this person did have wheat on hand, and he converted according to what we said at the beginning of the Lacha, his debt of money into a debt of wheat. The borrower did have wheat on hand and he converted it. also, He converted his debt into a debt of wheat. And afterwards, after an amount of time, the original lender comes back. Give me now my wheat. Because now I want to Sell this wheat and use the money to buy wine. Because I think, I think the wine is a good commodity to have now and the price will go up. Let's say he answers, Let's convert my, my debt of wheat into wine according to the present market value. Just as we did in the beginning of the Lacha, converting the debt of money into a debt of wheat. He now wants to convert the wheat into wine. So we look at the same uh, same factors. Should he have wine on hand, in this case it's allowed, and he is allowed to convert his debt into wine. That since he has wine on hand, should he desire he could pay back the wine immediately according to the present market value, and there would be no interest involved over here. He could pay it back now, and although the present market value of the wine might not correspond to the original market value of the wheat, but nevertheless, since he could have paid back the wheat in the original time when the agreement was made, when the money was trans- transformed into a debt of wheat, and he could have paid it back at that time, and now, later, later on, he still would have to pay back the wheat, even though now the market value might be inflated, the wheat we can convert into wine. As, as long as he has wine on hand, because now he could he could pay back wine without any inflation of the price of wine over the wheat, which he anyway is legally required to return. However, v'im Aim La yayin aser. But if he does not have any wine, it is prohibited, because just as we explained in the first case, if he had the money, he would pay back money, and therefore, as far as he is concerned, it's as if that. Market value has not been determined. So too over here, since he has no wine. He does not have the ability to pay back his debt. He doesn't have the wine to pay him back, and he doesn't have the wheat now to go buy other wine. Otherwise, he would do so. He would pay back with wheat. So therefore, since he does not have the ability of paying back, it is prohibited. And now in the conclusion of this halacha, the Ramah returns to the first case he mentioned, that the person owed money and then wanted to convert this debt of money into a debt of wheat where we said that if he did not have wheat on hand he was forbidden from transforming the debt into a debt of wheat so let's say the person did not have wheat for and he transgressed the law he was not allowed to convert it not allowed to transform it but he transgressed the law The and he did transform his debt into a debt of produce In this case, even though afterwards he should come to acquire this produce, and now he already has in his hand the produce, and it is very easy for him to return produce, nevertheless, he is not required to return produce, even though he agreed to do so. Rather, he returns the money to compensate for what he originally borrowed. That since we prohibited him from converting the loan of money into a, into a loan of, of pay raise, into a loan of produce, he was not allowed to do so. Even though later on he made the agreement, we cannot force him to pay back in produce instead of paying back in money. As the law is with Avak Ribis, as we explained in Perek Dalit, that Avak Ribis interest, which is only prohibited by rabbinic decree, is that does not it is not collectible in a court of law, and we do not take it from the hand of one to another. We, even if the borrower promised to pay it back, we cannot collect it from him. So since this is the case of av- Avak Ribis, that even though the borrower agreed to pay back in produce, nevertheless we have him pay back in money. Even though he did something wrong, and he obligated himself to do so, since it is Ribis, and we do not force him to pay back in such a fashion. Rather, he pays back only the money to correspond to what he originally borrowed.